0: Good evening and welcome to our Sunday night service here at Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. I'm Pastor Chris Hall. It is good to have all of you with us here in our sanctuary, as well as those who are joining us by our social media pages. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, The best way to close the Lord's day is in the Lord's house with the Lord's people. Studying His Word, and that's what we're going to do tonight. Before the Christmas season, of course, uh, here on our, in our Sunday night uh, time of worship here at Mercedes-Baptist Church, we completed our study of the book of Revelation. And if you're interested in that study, you can go to truthsforlifewithchrishall.com. You'll find all of those studies listed there. If you're inter- interested in a verse-by-verse study of the book of Revelation. So we completed last year by studying the last book of the Bible. And we began in 2023 by studying in the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. And what we're gonna be doing over the next few weeks here on Sunday nights here at Mercedes Baptist Church is we're going to be studying the creation account that is found in the Bible the first three chapters of the book of Genesis. The book of Revelation tells us where we're going. The book of Genesis tells us where we have come from. And so uh, it's exciting to be able to open the Word of God, go back to the Old Testament, just as inspired as any part of the Bible, obviously, and of course, and to study as God has given to us in His Word The creation account, how God created all that there is. And so I invite you to take your Bibles tonight and to turn to the book of Genesis, the first chapter and the first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that, of course, is where we begin our study of the creation account that is found in the book of Genesis. And so what we're going to do tonight and in the days and the Sundays to come in 2023 is we're going to try to take our little teacup minds and try to understand the ocean of truth that is found in Genesis 1.1 and in the verses that follow as God helps us to understand how he created all that there is. Genesis 1-1, of course, the foundational verse in all of the Bible, the first verse in all of the Bible, all of the truths of the Bible are built upon Genesis, the first chapter and the first verse. If a person fails to believe, if a person fails to accept the truth of Genesis 1-1, then they will never fully believe and they will never fully accept the truth of God's word. And so tonight, as we begin our study of the creation account that is found in the book of Genesis, I want to share with you four foundational, fundamental, critical truths that come from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. First of all, from this verse, I want us to see God's reality is presented. God's reality is presented. In Genesis 1-1, the existence of God is presented. It is not argued, it is not explained, in the very first verse of the Bible, the existence of God is simply presented. In the beginning, God. There is no philosophy. There is no argument. There is no explanation. There is no apology. There is no description. Simply, this is done. God's reality and God's existence is simply presented. The Bible never attempts to prove the existence of God. The Bible simply presents God, the true God, the one God, the God of the Bible, the creator God of all that there is. Ultimately, believing that God exists or believing that God does not exist is a matter of faith. Hebrews eleven six 6 says this, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, that is to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We who believe in God see the evidence of God's existence all around us. We see the evidence of God's existence in His Word. We see the evidence of God's existence in our own personal experience. We see the evidence of God's existence in the experience of others. We see the evidence of God's existence in creation all around us. But unbelievers look at those very same things And they see no evidence of God. The truth is, my friend, every person is a believer of some kind. Some choose to believe in God. Some choose to ignore the evidence of God's existence all around them. And they choose not to believe in God. The truth is this, that no one can prove the existence of God to anyone else. All that we can do is point out the evidence that we believe reveals the existence of God. And whether a person believes that evidence and believes in the existence of God is really up to them. Now don't be shaken. Don't be intimidated. If anyone ever challenges you to prove to them that God exists, all you have to do is to challenge them to prove to you that God does not exist. Our belief in the existence of God ultimately is a matter of faith. But our belief in God, our faith in God is not a blind faith. The evidence for the existence of God is in us. The evidence for the existence of God is all around us. And anyone can see that evidence if they will only look and believe. The Bible says that those who reject the existence of God do not have a head problem. It's not a problem of intelligence. They have a heart problem. The problem is not with their intellect. It is with their will. It is not that they can't believe that there is a God. It is that they won't believe that there is a God. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 14, 1, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Literally, what that verse says is this, The fool has said in his heart, no God for me. No God for me. I will have no God in my life. I will not accept the fact that God exists. No God for me. People who do not believe in the existence of God do not believe because they can't see the evidence of the existence of God. But they don't believe because they don't want to believe in God. They don't want to recognize God. And my friend, above all, they don't want to be accountable to God. But in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the reality of God is presented in the very first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God. His reality is presented. Second of all, In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, God's power is presented. Not only is the existence of God presented in Genesis 1, 1, but the power of God is presented. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The word translated created in chapter 1 and verse 1 of the Bible is the word bara. That word is used in the Old Testament to describe something that only God can do. And only God has the ability to create something out of nothing. Man does not have the ability to create anything. Human beings can only take what God has created and make something out of it, and make something with it. But only God has the ability and the power to create something out of nothing. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, what you see was made out of nothing by the power of God. Here's what Genesis 1-1 tells us. There came a time when the God of the Bible stepped from behind the curtain somewhere. He stood on the platform of nothing. And the God of the Bible spoke the universe and He spoke creation in which we live into existence. In the beginning, God created. Of all of the things that creation reveals about its creator, none is more clearly seen than the great and mighty and awesome power of God. God spoke. And all of the universe... With all of its vastness, with all of its greatness, with all of its intricacies, with all of its wonders, both great and small, when God spoke, all of those things came into being. Creation declares not only the reality of God, but also the power of God. Just think about the vastness of the universe. Light travels at more than 186,000 miles a second. If you were able to catch a light beam and start traveling on that light beam, that means that you would be at the moon in two seconds. It would take you, if you rode on that light beam, four years to reach the nearest star. It would take you 10 billion years traveling at 186,000 miles a second to reach the edge of the known universe. And who knows what is beyond that. The vastness of the universe reveals the power of the God of the Bible who is the creator of all that there is. And the Bible says that the God who created everything is also the God who is controlling everything. Genesis 1.17 says that the God who created everything is the one who is holding all things together. In Him, all things consist. Hebrews 1.3 says that the God who created all is sustaining, maintaining all by His mighty power. Genesis 1-1, the foundational verse of all of the Bible, makes a mighty declaration. God is real. God exists. The God of the Bible, the God who reveals Himself throughout the rest of the Bible, He exists and He is real. And throughout the Bible, from Genesis 1-1, God begins to reveal Himself to us. The God of the Bible is real. He's the only God that there is. He's the creator God of all that there is. So Genesis 1-1 declares the reality of God, and second of all, it declares the power of God. Thirdly, in Genesis 1-1, God's purpose in creation is presented. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, why? Why did God create the heavens and the earth? Why did God create all things? What was the reason for God creating all things? What was his purpose in creating all that there is? The Bible says that God created everything, first of all, for his pleasure. Revelation 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were and they are created. God finds great delight. He finds great joy in His creation. He finds joy in the stars. He finds joy in the heavens. He finds joy in the oceans. He finds joy in the sweet song of a sparrow. He finds joy in the flight of the butterfly. He finds great joy in the smile and the laughter of a child. When man fell, God's creation was marred by the curse of sin. We will study that. But one day, my friend, God will deliver His creation from that curse, the curse of sin. He will deliver His creation from the bondage of sin. God will cleanse His creation from the scars and the mars of sin. And one day, my friend, God will restore His creation to its original glory. So why did God create all that there is? He did it for His pleasure. Second of all, He did it for His praise. Romans chapter 11, verse 36. For everything comes from Him and exists by His power and is intended for His glory. All glory to Him forever. Amen. Psalm 150, verse 6, Let everything that has breath, let all of creation praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All things were created to honor, to glorify, and to praise God. That means, my friend, that you were created. You were created to know the God who made you, the God of the Bible. You were created to love Him. You were created to praise the God of the Bible who is your Creator. You were were created to serve Him. And my friend, until you begin to do that, you will never know the meaning of and the purpose of life. Why did God create all that there is? He created it for His praise. We were created. Human beings were created to know the God who made us and the God who loves us. We were created to love Him and to live for Him and to serve Him. God created everything for His praise. So why did God create Why did he create the heavens and the earth? He created the heavens and the earth for his pleasure. He created the heavens and the earth for his praise. Thirdly, he created the heavens and the earth for people. My friend, God created all that there is for the good of mankind. He created all that there is to be the home of mankind. He created all that there is for the good of mankind. Mankind, human beings, are the pinnacle of God's creation. God created all things for His glory, and He created all things to be a blessing and to be good for mankind. God created the universe to be the home of man. God made all things for you and I to enjoy. Man was not just an afterthought of God's creation. God created all that there is for the good of mankind. Mankind is the pinnacle of God's creation. That means that God wants us to enjoy the world that he has made. He's made all that there is. He has created all that there is for His glory and for our good. And God wants us to enjoy His creation because He made it for us. And one day, one day, my friend, and I believe it's coming soon, one day God's going to cleanse this world from the curse of sin and the bondage of sin and the mars and the scars of sin And he's going to restore this world to its original glory. And he wants you to live in that world with him. He wants you to be a part of that world. That world that one day he will restore to its original glory. This world is not the kind of world that God made. God made the world perfect. It is sin that has marred this world. When man fell, all of creation fell. When the pinnacle of creation fell, that affected all of creation, the Bible says. We live in a fallen world, a sin-marred, sin-scarred world. But one day, God's going to cleanse cleanse this world, and He's going to renew His creation to be what He made it to be. To be a home for mankind. But my friend, in order for you to live in that restored world to come, you must be cleansed and you must be forgiven of your sin and your evil. And that can only happen when you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. So Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-1, God's reality is presented God's power is presented. God's purpose in creation is presented. And finally, God's nature is presented. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, God. The God of creation is a person. The God of creation is not a force, an unfeeling force. The God of creation is a person. No, He's not a person like we are. God is a divine person. He is a perfect person. He is a spiritual being that is far greater than you and I are. God is a divine person of intellect. God is a divine person of will. God is a divine person of of emotion. God loves His creation and especially does God love human beings, the pinnacle of His creation. And God knows that sin has affected us all. And because of that truth, sin is a disease that has in, infected all of mankind, of all, all of creation. We must be cleansed of our sin, we must be saved ...from our sin because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all broken the laws and the commands of God many times over in many ways we have all sinned against God. Because God is a holy God, we cannot live in His presence as long as we have sin in our life. We must be cleansed of our sin. And to do that, we must trust in Jesus Christ the Son of God, who came into this world to make salvation possible through His perfect life, His sacrificial death, and His glorious resurrection. God loves you and I so much that He Himself, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, came into the world that He created to break the curse of sin and to make our salvation from sin possible. The God who created all things, the God of Genesis 1-1, is the God who came into this world to rescue lost humanity, to rescue you and me from a wasted life and a lost eternity. God is a person. He's a divine person, a spiritual person, a perfect person a person that we can't even begin to imagine or understand, but yet God loves us. (laughs) He reveals himself to us in his word, and he's revealed himself to us in the person of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came into this world to make it possible that we might not die and be separated from him forever. God desires that none perish, but all come to repentance. He sent Christ into this world to make it possible that you and I might be saved. And that means that God gave himself. God gave himself. Went to the cross. And the person of the Lord Jesus Christ took our sin upon himself. He died for us. He rose again. To make it possible that we might be forgiven and saved from the penalty of sin, which is a wasted life and a lost eternity. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the foundational verse of all of the Bible. We see that God's reality is presented. We see that God's power is presented. We see that God's purpose for creation is presented. And we see that God's nature is presented. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1 makes this simple statement. Remember now, your Creator. Remember now, your Creator. My friend, God created you and He didn't use evolution to do it either. We shall see that clearly in our study of the creation account of the book of Genesis. You can't take evolution and force it into the creation account of the Bible. It can't be done. No. God created the heavens and the earth through, through His words, through speaking, through speech, through power. We are to remember our Creator. We are to honor God, the God of the Bible, as our Creator. You might know the biology of your existence and how you came into being, but you need to understand the theology of your existence that God created you. He's your Creator. We're to remember Him. We're to love Him. We're to praise Him. We're to receive the work of salvation and grace. He has done for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only did God create you, He came into this world to redeem you. He bought you with His own blood. My friend, don't turn your back on Him. Today, turn to the God who is your Creator. Turn to Him, trust in Him, love Him. Receive the grace and mercy that He offers through the Lord Jesus Christ. Your life will never be right until you know the God who made you and the God who created you. And the way you can know Him is through faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Repentance of your sin and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in Him today. Isaiah 45, 9 says this, Woe to him who strives with his Maker. Woe to him who turns his back, her back, on their Maker. Who rejects their Maker, their Creator. Woe to them who rejects their Creator. Come to the God of the Bible today. He's revealed Himself in Genesis 1-1 and all of the Bible. Come to Him and trust in Him. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can invite Him into your heart right now. You do so by faith. You can pray a prayer like this. You can say, oh God, I'm a sinner. And I am lost. And I need to be saved. And today I want to be saved. Jesus, I believe you died to save me. You promised to save me if I would only trust in you. And right now I do trust in you. This moment, with all of my heart, I trust in you. Come into my heart. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Please forgive me of my sins. Please save me. And thank you for doing it right now. Jesus, I believe that you have and that settles it. And I praise your holy name. Amen. Pray that prayer. Receive Christ into your life. Thank you for joining us tonight for our Sunday night service here at Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. 2623 Moultrie Highway in Albany, Georgia. If you're looking for a church home, we'd love to have you come and be with us. Sunday mornings, we have our Bible study time at 10. Our morning worship at 11. We invite you to come and join us. Until next week, as we continue our study of the creation account of the Bible, my prayer for you is this. May God... Bless you.